Welcome to Red Pill Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. Today we want to talk about the second of the ten words. I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. There's no substitute for this instruction. Get it, Dad? Get it? I get it. Let's talk about it. If you didn't know, the Torah is the first five books of the Bible. Understanding and believing the Torah gives context to the rest of the Bible. You can email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com. Find us at our website, www.redpilltorah.com. Follow us on redpilltorah.podbean.com, on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, or wherever you hear your favorite podcasts. We love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And a big shalom to our listeners in New Jersey and Thailand. Listen out for Red Pill Torah on a radio station near you. We've been talking about the Ten Words, also known as the Ten Commandments. Of all the things our Creator could have said in an audible voice to millions of people, He said these ten things. What Yehovah Elohim said shows up all over the Bible. It really does. One place is in Matthew chapter 19. Starting at verse 16, it says, A young man approached Yeshua, worshiping him, and said, Rabbi, what good things should I do in order to have eternal life? He said to him, Why are you asking me about good? No man is good, because Elohim alone is good. But if you want to obtain eternal life, keep the commandments. The man asked him, Which ones? Hey, hold up. There was only ten, and he wanted to know which ones? Like, ten was too many to keep? So it seems, Daddy. But to continue, Yeshua said, Don't murder, don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't give false testimony, honor your father and your mother, and love your neighbor as yourself. Isn't it interesting that Yeshua quoted five of the ten words as the things to do to gain eternal life? Yeah, Mama. You know, that is really interesting. So much for thinking that the old covenant is done away with. I'll keep reading at verse 20. It says, The young man said to him, I have kept all these. Where do I still fall short? Yeshua said to him, If you are serious about reaching the goal, go and sell your possessions. Give to the poor, and you will have riches in heaven. Then Yeshua said, Come, follow me. But when the young man heard this, he went away sad because he was wealthy. Daddy, it sounds like it dealt with the 10th commandment, do not covet or be greedy. Yeah, Mama, I think you're right. And from his reaction, we can tell that he struggled with giving up his stuff. And we can also infer that this young man either didn't trust in Jehovah Elohim enough to part with his stuff, or he didn't trust the word of Yeshua. Either way, he sadly kept his possessions. I agree, Dad. Today, we're going to talk about the second word, or the second commandment, in Exodus 20, verses 3 through 6. Verse 3 gives the main part of this word. It says, Lo yiyeh lecha Elohim acharim al paneh. It is usually translated as, You will have no other God before me. Tim likes to say that Hebrew is like English from the west side of town. It is. That may be true in this case. A more literal translation of Exodus 20 verse 3 might be, don't have no other gods in my face. Or maybe you've heard people say, get out of my face. Or I don't want that up in my face. 
Jehovah is saying the same thing with the same passion. Verses 4 through 6 give us more details for the second word. They say, You are not to make for yourselves a carved image or any kind of representation of anything in heaven above or in earth beneath or in the water below the shoreline. You are not to bow down to them or serve them, for I, Yehovah your Elohim, am a jealous Elohim, punishing the children for the sins of the parents to the third and fourth generation of those who hate me, but displaying grace to the thousandth generation of those who love me and obey my mitzvot, my commandments. Wow, there's a lot in these verses. This instruction covers three dimensional items like statues and flat representations like paintings and drawings and any other way to render an image. The punctuation in our English Bibles make it look like sin to make a statue or a picture. As we read the entire word in context, we see it saying that we are not to bow to these things or serve them. It's not the image that's the problem. It's our propensity to worship things or highly esteem them higher than the Most High Elohim. Not long after Israel heard and agreed to obey the Ten Words, Moshe went up Mount Sinai to commune with Jehovah Elohim. Exodus 32, starting at verse 1, says, When the people saw that Moshe was taking a long time to come down from the mountain, they gathered around Aaron and said to him, Get busy and make us gods to go ahead of us, because this Moshe, the man that brought us up from the land of Egypt, we don't know what has become of him. So most of us remember what came next, right? Mm -hmm. Aaron had the people give him gold, and he made a gold idol shaped like a calf. When the people saw it, they said, Israel, here is your God who brought you up from the land of Egypt. Verse 5 says, on seeing this, Aaron built an altar in front of the idol and proclaimed, Tomorrow is to be a feast for Jehovah. In this story, the sin of Israel was idol worship. As soon as things didn't happen in the time frame that they were comfortable with, many of them slid back into idolatry and clearly disregarded what Jehovah Elohecha had just told them about not having any other gods in his face. Moreover, it seems to me that Aaron knew he had made a mistake and tried to correct it by proclaiming a feast to Jehovah. Unfortunately, it was too late. The people were fine with Elohim sharing the credit for delivering Israel with the golden calf. Many believers today make similar decisions when things don't happen as soon as we hope. We put our trust in Elohim and things like luck or plans or people or philosophies, medicines, money, jobs, credit, religion, rituals, government programs, and so on. Our Elohim describes himself with the Hebrew word kana, which can be translated as jealous, zealous, or passionate. In his zeal for his people, Yehovah Eloheinu will simply not tolerate anything or anyone occupying the space that he wants with his people. We who love him must be careful to not bring other small g-gods in his face. Looking at the Hebrew word for serve, when Jehovah said, you are not to bow down to them or serve, in these other gods, we see something interesting. The word is abad. It means to work for. Mama, the list you mentioned, including people, money, income, credit, 
religions, and government systems. All these mention things that we can work for. Maybe we don't shaka or bow down before these things in a physical sense, but do we bow down in any other way? Do we give these things more priority than our Elohim and our walk with Him? So, what would you do if you discovered that the way you live your life or some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill and trust in the goodness of your employer to keep you around until retirement? Or would you take the red pill and build up treasures in heaven where it won't tarnish or be stolen from you? Only you can answer that question. We break the second word when we esteem tools and resources as the source of whatever we need, or we esteem the tools above Jehovah Elohim's instructions. We must be careful to, in all things, glorify Jehovah Elohim. Idolatry is mentioned in the New Testament as well. You may even hear some other things from the ten words mentioned in this next scripture. Ephesians 5, verse 3-5 says, Among you there should not be even mentioned sexual immorality or any kind of impurity or covetedness. These are inappropriate for Elohim's holy people. Also out of place are obscenity and stupid talk or coarse language. Instead, you should be giving thanks. For of this you can be sure, every sexually immoral, impure, or greedy person, that is, every idol worshiper, has no share in the kingdom of Messiah and of Elohim. Idolatry in any form is not acceptable to Jehovah Eloheinu. We who obey his instructions don't need to look for his wrath, which continues from the fathers who sinned through to their children, even to the third and fourth generations. We receive his mercy. That goes to the thousandth generation of those who love Jehovah Elohim and keep his commandments. Since you love the Elohim of Israel, do what he says to do. Live as he says you are to live, and keep other small g-gods out of his face. Well, that's it for today's podcast. Please listen again online and share this with a friend. Join us next time when we talk about the third word. Thanks for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Torah where you can handle the truth.